according to AAA, 97% of all vacations are taken by car. And I get it. It's great to be able to have your own mode of transportation. It's really nice to be able to decide when to come and when to go, especially when you've overstayed your welcome. And let's face it, the power of the great American road trip is in the roadside attractions along the way. The House of Twine, the world's largest stuffed armadillo, and all of the other obscure outposts that dot the landscape. Let's face it, all of us have a little Clark Griswold in us. And so the question this week is, what are we going to do about it? And how do we use that Clark Griswold to help channel our own leadership story? You know, over the last few weeks, we've talked about how God uses small steps on the long runway of his purpose. And last week, we looked at how four forces, availability, action, adaptability, and accountability can help shape our individual leadership journey. And so what we're going to do is to dive into each of those forces over the next few weeks. And so we start this week with the concept of availability. And to help us think about that, we're going to go to God's Word and look at a character that needs no introduction to anyone. Moses. You know his story. And you know the fact that after he grew up in the palaces of Egypt, he struck down an Egyptian after the Egyptian had mistreated a fellow Israelite, and Moses fled. He fled to Midian, where he became the employee of his father-in-law. That's tough in and of itself, but he was Jethro's shepherd. And when we encounter him in Exodus 3, he is out with the sheep doing his duty as Jethro's shepherd in that wilderness. So let's pick up at Exodus 3, verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. You know, I am so grateful that when Moses was out doing his duty, doing his work, and he saw this mysterious sight that he didn't just look at it, think about it, and keep moving. But rather, he moved over and had that face-to-face -face encounter with the living God. And so I just want to ask you as we begin the study this week, what are the times in your life when you've looked at God at work, sometimes in miraculous, eye-opening ways, and you've just nodded at it? You've just assented that he's there, but you haven't taken the time to pull over and have that encounter to see where God would lead you. You know, there are a couple of principles in the way that Moses chose to pull over and have that encounter with God. But one of them that's so clear to me is that I think we're called to pull over at any time. Moses was out trying to accomplish his profession. He was out doing his work when he took the time to take off his sandals and have that conversation with God. And I think it is so easy to think of all of the reasons why we are not able to have that interaction with him. We're too busy at work. Our family obligations are too great. We've made relational commitments. We've run out of money to be able to do things. And we come up with the list that allows us to be able to defer that pulling over and find another time to be able to do it. 
I think that when we see Moses choose to move over and have that conversation with God, we are called to clear our plates, to say to ourselves that at any time we are going to be open to see where God is leading us and make ourselves available to him no matter what the cost. So we're called to pull over at any time, but you know what else I love? We are called to pull over at any age. I love looking at the lifetime span of Moses and the fact that he was taken, and this is, this is actually documented in Stephen's um, testimony in the book of Acts, but Stephen talks about the fact that uh, Moses left Egypt when he was 40, but he didn't have this encounter with God until he was 80 years old. He was 80 years old when he left Midian to go follow God's lead and help pull the people of Israel out of exile in Egypt. Think about that. When I sit there and think about all of the excuses I can make about not being at the right time to be able to act where God would have me to go, I've just got to look at Moses. He was 80 years old, and he still took time to go have that encounter with God, to pull over to see where God was at work, and then act. So I've just got to ask you, what is holding you back in terms of your ability to just say, you know what, I'm past my prime. I'm not at the right time to be able to be used in the way that God would have me to be used. For some of you, it may be that you feel like you're too young. You're ill-equipped. You don't have what you need to be able to go out and serve God. So I'll just wait till I'm older and have more resources and more availability to be able to do it. Or on the other hand, are you sitting there and saying, you know what? I had dreams. I had a vision for where God wanted me to go. But those times are long past. Those times came and went. And so when I have the opportunity to see where God would have me to go, there's no way that he would use me now because I'm past that time in my life when I can be used by him. I think Moses makes it very clear in his immediate response to go to the burning bush and have that interaction with God that we are called to pull over and consider where God would have us to go at any time in our lives and no matter where he has us. So, Think about where you are right now. And let me just ask, what is the burning bush that you've had the encounter with, maybe even over the last week or over the last month, where you decided to just walk past it? Well, hopefully the flame is still alive in that opportunity, or that flame is still alive in that place where God would have you to go, where you can back up and pull over and say to God, I'm available to go where you would have me to go, and I'm available for that face-to-face -face encounter with you. So as we think about our availability, as we think about being able to be used, we're called to pull over and take full account of the opportunity and the challenge that God gives us. But what I so appreciate about the way that this encounter is documented in the book of Exodus is that Moses didn't just stop there. He took time to pull over, but he took time to seriously ponder the opportunity that God put in front of him. He didn't just listen and make a quick decision, but he went to God with some very specific questions. And if you think about the verses that outline the back and forth between God and Moses, I went and I looked at them and, and we've listed the verses in front of you, but I kind of took them and I wanted to characterize them in a more conversational way because I really think it came down to four questions. Moses asked God, why me? What do you want me to do? What if it doesn't go well? And what if I'm not equipped? 
And at the end of the day, I think those are the natural questions, the natural responses each of us has to the challenge and to the opportunity that God gives us. First, why me? God, help me to understand my strengths. Help me to understand what is it in me? What is it in the story of my purpose that would allow me to be available and allow me to be used by you? There's got to be a reason why you've chosen me to have this encounter with you at this time. Secondly, what do you want me to do? What I so appreciate about God's interaction with Moses is he was very specific about the steps that he wanted Moses to take as he would go back to Egypt, that he would have encounters with the Pharaoh, that he told him what he would expect along the way as he spoke to Pharaoh. But God gave Moses a clear path for him to pursue. Now, sometimes that path isn't as clear as God laid it out for Moses. But I think it's right for us to go to God and implore to him to give us the steps, give us the step-by-step idea of how we can be used by him as we make ourselves available to him. The third question Moses asks is, what if it doesn't go well? And you know, oftentimes in this study, I've said it's so important for us to be transparent and honest to God. And I think it's very natural if we're going to make ourselves available to him, just to say, Lord, will you help me to see how you could use this if this doesn't go as planned? Will you help me to see how I might be able to use this to honor you or to glorify you in a different way? I don't think there's anything wrong with us going through a process of contingency planning as we think about being available to God. But as long as that contingency planning doesn't allow us to be inactive, I think that we can use it to be able to see how God might use us in unexpected ways, even in a way that we don't sense as we first have that encounter with him. And finally, that fourth question is, what if I'm not equipped? And again, over and over in this study, what we've tried to do is to think about the fact that there will never be a time in our life that we are perfectly equipped for every circumstance that God puts us in. Each of us should have this calling for lifelong development, for lifelong learning. Lord, teach me new things today that I didn't know before. Give me new wisdom. Give me new insight about how I can be used by you. And again, no matter if we're 20 years old or if we're 90 years old, our call should be equip me, God. Give me new gifts. Give me new insights so that I can be of service to you and make myself available to you. So go back and look at those verses where Moses has that encounter with God. Verse by verse, interaction by interaction, question by question, God answers Moses' questions with responses that allow him to be able to ponder the opportunity to think about how he's going to be used. And so I just want to ask you, how many times have you have said, Lord, I'm available, but when I hear a little bit about where you would have me to go, I quickly shut off that availability because I'm not really taking the time to ponder the opportunity completely. I'm not willing to sit down with my spouse or I'm not willing to sit down in prayer and really grapple with the big issues that would allow us to be able to decide how we can use ourselves as available vessels for God. So we're not just called to pull over and window shop all of the opportunities that God puts in front of us. And we're not called to just ponder, to ask every side of the question to decide if we're available or not. But God talks about another aspect of being available, and that's partnering. Because Moses, if you think about it, he did pull over and have the interaction with the burning bush. He did ponder his availability by asking all of those questions. 
But then his answer was to simply throw up his hands and say, I'm not really cut out to do this, Lord. Send somebody else. In fact, if we look at Exodus 4, verse 13, but Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. Verse 14, then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, what about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. So God didn't let Moses just throw up his hands and say, I'm not interested. After his anger burned, he said, I've got a solution. You're going to partner. In fact, you're going to partner with your brother, Aaron. Isn't that just like God? In allowing us to think about our availability to him, he provides solutions that we can't even think of. And sometimes those solutions are found in other people. He calls us to partner, to find ways to have interesting relationships or interesting communities that can help us be able to accelerate or amplify our gifts so that we can be used. So I've got a question for you. Who is your Aaron? Who is the person in your life that you need to connect with to be able to make use of your gifts in a way that truly allows you to be that unlikely leader for God? You know, for me, I'm fortunate because just like Moses, it's my brother. Um, I have a very different set of skills. I'm able to think about kind of big ideas and love to be able to communicate those ideas. But when it comes to the logistics of getting them done, I'm awful at it. And my brother is somebody who can come in and work a plan and figure out how to get it done. And so it's been so great to have complementary skills because we've been able to use them together to be able to lead in the different spheres of influence where God takes us. But I want to ask you, who's that Aaron for you? Who is that person who has that complementary set of skills or those ideas that can challenge you that will allow you to be able to take your availability and put it to use for God? So I want you to ask that question. But I also want you to ask, who do you need to be an Aaron to? Who is that person that has reached out for advice? Who is that person that might have come to you for coaching or for some mentoring? And you might have had an interesting conversation, but you didn't follow up. You didn't reach out and say, hey, how might I be able to further what you're trying to do? How might I be able to equip you in a different way? I think we're called to do that. I think it's important for us to look at the people in our lives who have very different dreams, who have very different goals for how they want to be used by the Lord, and ask ourselves, how can we be available to them? How can we play a role in their success so that they can find their unlikely leadership story? So I want you to be really specific. I want you to use this time to think about that one person who needs to be your Aaron right now. And then I want you to think about that one person or that one group where you need to serve as an Aaron to them. Because in that partnering, we are able to unearth a set of skills, a set of ideas, a set of ways that we can be amazed at how we might be able to take a certain set of opportunities and be able to just scale them and magnify them in a way that brings God glory in a completely unique way. So, pull over. Look at where God is at work. 
and take the time to find ways to be able to engage with that work. Ponder, ask hard questions. Ask, what would you use me for, Lord? How do you use my gifts? Why me? What if this doesn't go well? God's not afraid of your questions. Bring them to him so that you can really get a sense of how available you might be to him. And then finally, partner. Don't just think about these people I've asked you to consider. Reach out to them. Have that conversation. Ask them for help. Be available to tell them that you are willing to help them. Because it's only in that ability to reach out and build those bridges that we can take full advantage of a relationship in the same way that Moses and Aaron used their relationship to change the course of history by going to the Pharaoh and ultimately allowing God to bring the people of Israel out of Egypt. We are called to be unlikely leaders. We are living in very unlikely circumstances and we are called to do it through unlikely communities. So think about your availability to God. Think about whether you're making yourself completely open to opportunities where he would take you. Now, let me end on one note. You know, sometimes when we talk about availability, it's really easy to think about that shiny new project or that shiny new opportunity where God would have us pull over and consider it. But I want to ask you, is perhaps the place where you need to be most available right now in the places that are comfortable to you or the places where you're just feeling a sense of malaise? Is it in that job where you feel like you're not able to maximize your talents, but if you really went back and pulled over and thought about how God might make you used in a different way, a whole new opportunity set could be available to you and to God? Is it in your family where things might be tough right now, but if you made yourself more available to your kids and you made yourself more available to where they needed you, you could strengthen your relationship in unknown ways? Don't take this as an opportunity to start looking for new ways that you can be used by God. There may be places where God would have some of you do those things, but make yourself available in the everyday. Make yourself available in those unlikely circumstances where God would have you in the everyday places where you find yourself. It's in that availability that we not only find ways to grow in our leadership story, but we find a sweetness and a comfort of being able to see God at work in places where we haven't seen him before. So be like Clark Griswold and pull over, ponder the opportunities and partner with others so that you can be available for God. Because when you do, you open up the roadway for his glory to be on full display. And that will lead to a lifetime of conversations in a car that will make the roadside attractions that we hit in life seem minuscule to what God is able to do through you.